what did I learn today to become a better communicator? Now, before I actually get into today, I'll actually just start with something that I forgot yesterday. So yesterday, when I came to the station, there was actually a letter here waiting for me. And I read it, and it was a very sweet letter. It was officially formatted, it had a signature and everything. And it was one of our viewers talking about just providing some constructive criticism about some of the grammatical errors that I've been making. And I do make a lot of grammatical errors, so these kind of letters, or sometimes we get emails, never surprise me. And in this one, they pointed out that I'll sometimes say something like, that marine layer, or those low clouds, when it should be like, the marine layer. Which is a very useful thing to know, and they did recommend a some kind of communication book called The Essence of Style, Definitely going to check that out. Love love a good book that promotes better communication. But the main point that I'm trying to make about getting this letter is how useful it actually is to get constructive criticism. Because I often watch my forecast videos, but I can't really see what I'm doing wrong. Unless it's something I've already identified that I do wrong. For example, I know that I connect too many sentences with and button so. The only reason I know that though is because we have received an email before where somebody pointed that out. Before that, I didn't know about it. Now I at least know to look out for it. Before this letter that I got today, I had no idea that I say that marine layer. <laughs> I was almost surprised to read it. I was like, man, I sound... I sound like I've never taken an English class, <laughs> is what I sound like. But now, I will know to look for that when I'm reviewing my forecast, and even during the forecast, sometimes I can catch myself when I'm doing it. For example, even in this podcast that's been going on a couple minutes now, every time I've connected a sentence with and button so, I've noticed it. And I don't like it, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better at it. That right there might be the number one thing I need to work on when it comes to communication. I need to figure out how to get better at becoming better. Because right now, I'm becoming better at communication. I'm reviewing some of my forecasts. I'm thinking about different things. The most helpful thing I do is actually these podcasts because it forces me to think about the lessons that I've learned throughout the day. It's not enough, though. I need to become more efficient at getting better. What that means, I don't exactly know, but a few ideas come to mind. For example, when it comes to that connecting sentences with and, but, and so, the best way I could think to do that is to actually practice with somebody else. And <laughs> to do a practice forecast, and every time I connect a sentence with and, but, or so, just have them throw something at me. And then try to continue on the forecast, and then if I fail five times, the forecast is over. And then see if I can just get through a full forecast without doing it. Another way to practice that would be to use these podcast sessions as a practice session. It might make it a little bit worse because I'll be thinking about my style and communication while I'm trying to think of the lessons that I've learned throughout the day. But if there's any anything that holds true, anything that I know is true... It's that sometimes in order to get better, you have to get a little bit worse. And that's what ties into 
some of the big lessons that I learned throughout the day today. We'll start off with the morning show. Because in the morning show, I perfectly put into practice what I had realized was something that I needed to work on yesterday. In yesterday's video, or podcast, I said one of the main lessons I learned is during that morning show, I have 8 to 10 hits. And I have time in between each of those hits, 6 to 7 minutes oftentimes, sometimes even longer. It's crucial, or it's not crucial, but it is a wasted opportunity if I don't use that time between hits to think about how I can improve my communication from the last weather forecast to the next one. The default is to not do that. The default is to not think. And that's often what I'll do in those morning shows. I'll do my hit, and then I almost feel like I have to calm down, save some energy so that when the forecast comes up, I can bring it back up and I still have some energy. But I don't think that's actually a good strategy because you don't want to be all amped up in your forecast. You want to just be natural. You want to be balanced. So you want to keep an even flow of energy throughout the entire show, not just not having almost a cycle where when you're not talking, you bring it down to save energy, and then when you are talking, you ramp it up. You do have to ramp it up a little bit for the news because if you just talk normally, it looks a little bit out of place. But you do want to be talking as naturally as possible. Maybe it's confidence speaking from your core, but not amped up and a higher pitch than normal, which is often what happens when I try to amp up the energy in one of my forecasts. Going back to this morning, for the first, I think it was the whole first hour, I was just doing the default, what I always do, what's a habit, I'll talk a lot more about habits later, where I'm just doing my forecast, and then maybe I'll look at some weather maps, maybe I'll move my graphics around, maybe I'll take a quick break, and then I do my next forecast. And I noticed I wasn't forecasting very well, or at least up to my new standards. It might have been great forecasting for me six months ago, but now that I'm very focused on becoming better at communication, just wasn't cutting it. And I remembered one of those lessons I learned yesterday, that after a forecast, analyze it, and then try to put that into practice during the next one. And I ended up doing that. For the last, I think it was only the last two or three forecasts that I did in the morning, I purposely thought about what I had done poorly in the forecast before, and then I also thought about what I had done well, and I tried to do the things I was doing poorly less, and the things I was doing well more. And my last two forecasts especially were my best ones of the entire day, and it just felt great because I took what for a moment felt like frustration and not being very happy with my performance, I turned it into a challenge, I analyzed what I was doing wrong, put some, some lessons into action, and then improved in the moment. And it was very, it was, it gave me a sense of accomplishment and achievement, and it just felt good, and that's the reason communication is so fun. So that was a lot about me. What's the baseline principle you can take out of that for communication. The baseline principle is analyze your communication and then purposely work on things 
in the future. Seems pretty... (laughs) As I was saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's obvious. But it's not so obvious when you're actually in the moment. Alright, so now going on to the evening show. So this is the 6 p.m. I will admit, this was not a good forecast. My rhythm was just completely off the entire show. I was trying to think about what it was that really that threw my rhythm off, and I think it was a couple things. The major thing was I think I was just tired. I didn't have a great night's sleep the night before, and then wake up at, what, 4.30 a.m. for the morning show, and then by 6 p.m., often pretty tired, if I don't take that nap during the day. The nap is crucial, and I wasn't able to take that nap throughout the day today, so... 6 p.m. show came along. It was not good. (laughs) Usually, when I think one of my forecasts was bad, I'll re-watch it, and I realize, okay, it wasn't that bad. I re-watched this one, and I was like, yeah, that was pretty bad. (laughs) And it was just a rhythm thing. I'm sure people who aren't watching extremely closely wouldn't have noticed it, or they maybe don't know what my potential is, so they don't see it when I'm performing badly. It certainly stood out to me, though. So after that show, I took the lesson from that morning show where analyze what's going wrong and try to fix it. And I just thought about it, and I was like, I'm very tired. I'm very hungry. That's probably a massive part of the reason that my forecast was just very bad. (laughs) So I went, ate a big dinner, whole bunch of chicken, and then I took a long, long nap. Very necessary, especially with these double weekend shifts. It's not really possible without napping. Evening show came around, and it felt amazing. It was, I think, one of the best forecasts I've done in a while. Just felt confident the entire time. That So... What was the lesson there that you can pull out as a communicator? Same lesson as this morning. If you're doing poorly, especially if you're feeling frustrated, don't take that frustration and give up or say, oh, today's not my day. Take that frustration as a challenge. Think, what am I doing wrong? How am I leading to this frustration? How is this my fault? Take responsibility for it. Figure out what you need to do to change to get better, and then put it into action. And then if you do that, that's where you get that sense of achievement and accomplishment. I literally finished the 11 p.m. show, and I almost did like a fist pump. I was like, man, that one felt good. That one felt good. One other thing that I did during the 11 p.m. show that was interesting, it was the first time I've ever tried it, and I actually tried it before this podcast as well, and I... I think I'm going to start trying this and see if I notice an improvement. Before a forecast hit, I usually try to remember to take a deep breath and take a moment to kind of pause, really get into the moment, look directly at the camera, and just kind of breathe deeply. Just try to lock myself into the moment. That's the best way to put it. I tried something a little differently today. I still did that, 
But then I also tried to play somewhat of a rhythm in my head. And the way I did it is, there's one speaker especially who I think has the best speaking rhythm of all time. And rhythm with communication is a very tricky thing because you don't want to be sing-songy. You don't want to be the person who's flowing all their words together, and it sounds kind of like this, and it's very sing-songy. That doesn't sound good. It sounds very fake. Nobody talks like that in real life. Good rhythm is where the speaker is able to say words more rapidly, pause, say words more slowly, then rapidly again, then slowly, and it's that up and down, not flowing the words together, but changing the pace at which they're saying words. And there's one speaker especially who I think does this better than anyone. I'm not going to say it because they're a politician, so I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> but their rhythm is just perfect. And what I've actually done in the past is listen to them speaking and just not pay at all attention to the words that they're saying, but then try to just sort of hum along to the beats that they were using while they spoke. And it was that beat that I tried to play in my head before the forecast hit. This is going to sound ridiculous, but it was something along the lines of bum, brum, 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 brum. So just playing that, I knew that was going to sound ridiculous. So just playing that, I was playing that in my head before the forecast. And it was interesting because it worked. I noticed right when I got into the forecast, I felt better. Even in this podcast today, I felt like I've had a little bit more rhythm where I'm doing that style that I want to incorporate into my communication, where you're able to say some words more rapidly, and then you pause and say words more slowly. That's what drives a good rhythm when it comes to communication. Again, not sing-songy, but changing the pace at which you say words. Lots of good lessons today. The main lesson was, if you're doing something wrong, accept that as a challenge and try to learn your lessons through analysis, put them into action and get better, and also the importance of rhythm in a forecast. And at the end of the day, if you're doing terribly and you're not really sure why, think about if you've slept or if you've eaten enough. And that might answer your question right there. Alright, one other thing that I want to dive into in this video is just habits because that was the big lesson that I learned yesterday and I talked a lot about and it is the most important thing you can get control of in your life if you want to become a better communicator but also just better in general. You can apply what I'm about to say to any goal but I'm just applying it to the communicator goal because that is personally my biggest goal. But if you also want to become a better communicator, you can do this as well. All right, so when it comes to habits, here's how it goes. You have a thought, you should do a thought of, oh, I should do this. You engage in the action, and then you get some kind of reward. And then that reward reinforces that thought and actually makes it grow stronger in your mind so that that thought pops up more in the future then you engage in the action and it just leads to that positive feedback loop. The opposite of this is if that thought pops up in your head and you say to yourself, that's a thought that leads to a bad action, that leads to a bad reward that I want to break out of. 
I don't want to be in that feedback loop. You don't engage in the action, it doesn't get the reward, and the thought isn't reinforced. That's how you build and break habits. What I realized yesterday is I still have a lot of bad habits that I need to break if I want to become a better communicator. Today, I set out to break those habits. All day long, I was trying to analyze what am I doing or what am I thinking I should do? What is the action that I would do? What is the reward I would be getting? And is that thought something I actually want to reward? One of the main takeaways of my podcast yesterday was you're not only looking after yourself right now in the present moment, you're looking after yourself in the future. So right now, that thought might pop up to do something. But you have to understand that while you might get a little positive reward from that, in the future, if that's a bad habit, if you allow yourself to get that positive reward, you're making things harder on your future self because that thought will be strengthened and then that thought will pop up again more frequently in the future. And in order to break that habit in the future, you're going to need to use a certain amount of discipline and willpower, which takes some of your energy and isn't exactly easy. And then you're also going to have to still break that same bad habit after it's been even after it's been reinforced even more, which makes it even harder to break. So when you engage in a bad habit, you're not only doing something sort of selfish in the present moment, but you're also just hurting your future self. You're making your future life harder. Think of it that way. And do you want to make your own life harder? No. So here's how you break out of this. And here's what I was doing today. The thought would pop up. Like, one of the ones that popped up today was, I made what I thought was a pretty great video yesterday for Wildfire. It was especially the short one. It was just much, much better than the video I'd made the day before. And I wanted to check to see how many views it got, if I got any new subscribers, if it had gone viral, something like that. But this is a bad habit that I've noticed in the past. This is a bad habit because you don't want to... You want to become a better communicator just for the sake of becoming a better communicator. Because that's a worthwhile goal to strive towards and you become better in the process of moving toward that goal. And becoming a better communicator is one of the most useful skills you can have in your life, whether it's in being able to talk with people that you're in relationships with, whether it's being able to, I don't know, persuade someone of something that maybe would help their life, or what I'm most passionate about, being able to take the greatest ideas that you've been able to understand and then communicate them in a way that anyone can understand. That's honestly what makes me excited, where you're, you're able to take multiple ideas from a lot of different sources, connect them into one new idea, and communicate that. That's why I want to become a better communicator. I want to be able to do that better. And I want to become the best version of myself at doing that. Here's another way of looking at why you should become a better communicator that, you know, I'm not here to say what's right and wrong, but I've noticed in my own life this isn't 
a sustainable way to motivate yourself. And that's in looking at how many views and subscribers one of your videos is getting. Now, with that being said, sometimes it is useful to look at those, but to look at them as tools for kind of driving the content that you talk about. Because audience feedback is crucial. You want to take that in mind. And if a video is getting 10 views, maybe you need to switch it up. The format's not good. Maybe, yeah. So it is important to look at views and subscribers. If you lose a bunch of subscribers on a video, what did you do that was so bad? <laughs> but you don't want to use it as your motivator. So what I mean by that is the thought pops up, oh, I want to check how many views my video yesterday got. And then I think to myself and I think, okay, what's going to happen? I'm going to engage in this action and I'm going to look in the YouTube studio app to see how many views I got. If it didn't get very many views, I'm going to be discouraged. Even though I felt great about that video, I know that I got better filming that video. And that is the most reliable thing that I can go off of for the journey of becoming a better communicator. And I don't want that to be taken away by an external stimuli, like if people didn't watch it very much. It's something to take into account and say, maybe I need to switch up the video format. But at the end of the day, if you felt that you did better, that's don't let external forces take away that sense of achievement. Okay, now on the flip side, which is actually the more dangerous side, now let's say the video went viral. Let's just say it got 100,000 views, my most watched video of all time. I'm going to get a massive dopamine spike. And then that thought is going to get reinforced to watch that video again. Or no, not watch it again, but to check how many views it's getting. Check how many views it's getting. And the reason I've noticed this is a bad habit in the past is because... If you're constantly checking, you're not becoming a better communicator. You're trying to just get that dopamine spike and you're not doing anything productive. And you're also relying on an external stimuli for your positive emotion and your positive reward. You want your positive rewards to come from within. Your own sense of achieving achievement, knowing that you earned it. <laughs> That's basically it. So that was the bad habit I knew I wanted to break. One of them. There was a few other ones. I've also noticed that sometimes I love... It's interesting to say this, but texting other people, especially if it's a funny conversation, brings me a lot of positive rewards. But I, I have noticed it can distract me from my work. So what I was trying to focus on today is do not text until you've done all of your work. And what was interesting is I actually broke that little promise to myself right before my forecast in the 6 p.m. news. And I think that was part of the reason I went into that forecast, lacking confidence, and I ended up doing a bad job. And maybe it was less about the fact that I actually checked my text and more about the fact that I had kind of let myself down. Okay, diving back into habits. What I noticed was, overall, I did a very good job 
at not engaging in the bad habits that I've identified in my life today. What I did notice, though, is how down I was as I got into the evening. And this is the number one thing to watch out for if you're trying to break your bad habits. And the reason this comes back to this podcast is because if you're trying to become a better communicator, one of the most important things you need to do is learn how to break bad habits and learn how to build good habits. And what I'm slowly trying to articulate is my process for doing that, or at least the process I'm trying to figure out. If anything, maybe I'm trying to figure out this process as I'm communicating it. I did learn in a personality test recently, I believe I was INTJ, that in order for me to think, I have to say things out loud, which makes a lot of sense why I find these podcasts so useful in becoming, in the journey of becoming a better communicator. That was a little side note. All right. So what I noticed was this evening I was very down. And then I noticed all of these past bad habits or the thoughts that lead to my bad habits starting to pop into my head. I noticed I was very tired. So then I was thinking, ooh, I'd, and I was hungry. So I was like, oh, I would love to just get some nice fast food right now. I was thinking, oh, I, I would love to just eat some candy right now. Maybe I should check how many views that video got. Maybe I should go on social media. Maybe I should go back into that conversation and have get that little dopamine spike I get from all the jokes that we're making to each other. And I thought to myself, and I thought, this is like my Olympics and my Super Bowl. I'm at that point. I'm at that the peak of the journey where all I have to do is not give in and then I can help break some of those bad habits and set myself up better in the future. I can make my future life easier if I just decide to be strong right now. And that was exactly what I did. I thought, okay, a lot of these bad habits or these thoughts for bad habits are popping up. And part of the reason is I am tired and I am hungry. Okay, what can I do about that? I can eat and I can sleep. And I can do it in a way that doesn't make me worse off in the future or reinforce bad habit loops. Did that, woke up, did the 11 p.m. news, felt great, got a great sense of accomplishment. The most important part of this, and this is the long-winded answer that I was trying to get to is, and the purpose I was doing this today, and why it's worth going through this struggle, is tomorrow, those thoughts will still pop up. I've built those habit loops in to my mind so deeply that guaranteed they'll pop up again in the future, but they'll be less reinforced because of the good decisions that I made today. If tomorrow I decide to make good decisions again, those bad habits will shrink again and then shrink and then shrink and then shrink every single day as long as I stay strong and decide to take control of my life, take control of my mind, and do the things I know I should be doing and doing the things I know I should be doing to become a be- the best version of myself. That, I think, ties it up, and that's, that's the main thing I'm going to work on going forward. I think today was most likely the hardest day, the first day you try to break habits always is. 
But in order for this day to be worth it, and in order to not have to go through this day again, I have to stick with it, and I have to make sure I continue to pay attention to the thoughts that pop up, the actions I'm engaging in, and the rewards I'm allowing myself to get. And at the end of the day, you want those rewards to be coming from within. You want to be overcoming a challenge and gaining a sense of achievement because you've become a better communicator.